Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Molly Jong-Fast, no relationship to Kim Jong-un. I'm a left-wing pundit and a writer at The Atlantic and Vogue. And I'm Andy Levy, former Fox News and CNN HLN guy and current cable news conscientious objector. And I'm producer Jesse Cannon, and I'm here to make sure things don't go too far off the rails. We're here to have fun, smart conversations with the wisest and funniest people in science and media and politics that help make what's happening today clearer. Our world has been turned upside down, and on The New Abnormal, we'll talk about the people who got us into this mess and how we'll hopefully get ourselves out of it. Hello, and welcome to another Sunday bonus episode of The New Abnormal. We thank you so much for being here. Today, we have an extra special guest with one of our favorite writers today. There's, of course, a Washington Post columnist, Dana Milbank, and he has a new book, The Destructionist, The 25-Year Crack-Up of the Republican Party, and he's going to tell us everything about his new book. But first, let's have some fun. All right. Are you guys ready to listen to some clips? Always. Yes. Clips. Yes. Yay. Wow. We finally got Molly enthused. It's because she knows what's coming, which is we have a (laughs) Jesse Waters take fest. Yes. It's like death having to listen to that. (laughs) Yeah. He's not very bright. Let's play our first example. Why didn't they just go in and grab what the archivist said was missing? Why'd they take all day, go into every room, grab box after box after box of stuff? See, now there's no chain of custody on the boxes. And if they plant evidence, Trump can't prove it. They planted evidence last time on the campaign. Remember the dossier, the moles? They doctored it too, remember? That's how they got the warrant to spy. Literally none of that is true. The chain of evidence, if anything, is better preserved because the FBI has the stuff. Yeah. Look, he doesn't know what he's saying, so there's no reason I should know what he's saying. That wouldn't make sense. Right. That's true. <laughs> that's just none of that makes even the slightest bit of sense, which is, I assume, why he has a primetime show on Fox. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have been on Fox. Yes. Why is he so stupid? Much like Lady Gaga, I think he was born that way. (laughs) Yeah. But his mom, remember, I I know I bring this up every time we talk about him, but like his mom was normal. Well, but you know, you can't always blame the parents, Molly, for, (laughs) you know. You know, every time I'm like, it's a liberal mom with a conservative kid. How did this happen? Someone Uh, make sure to tell me. No experience with that. Not even a little, no. Okay, well, unfortunately, uh, morale's not improving and the meetings are about to continue. He has another really weird theory about this thing. Jesse. They get a sick sexual thrill from trying to block up Republicans. It's a perversion. You know, they like to see them dragged out in their underwear. And- I mean, sure. People have been saying for years, and it's completely true, that, you know, when Trump says something and in general when Republicans say something, it's it's projection. When they When they say something about Democrats, it's really about themselves. And 
I mean, I, I'm not saying that Jesse Waters masturbated to video of people saying lock her up. <laughs> I'm not not saying it, I guess, is what I'm saying. These are literally people who got a thrill out of chanting, screeching, lock her up for years and still do. Like they, it's not like they've stopped. So that, of course, he thinks that this is what's true of the left because it's what's true of himself. Right, right. No, I mean, also, uh, he's just an idiot. Well, there's also that he's an idiot, yes. Yeah, I, I just, just like how he gets the sexual, I'm like, I, I don't get this. And then I'm like, well, you know, this we have chronicled his weird dating techniques of popping women's tires. Yeah, he dumb. <laughs> We're now going to move on to another person in the pantheon of geniuses we know in this uh, right wing. The simple son, Eric Trump, has some thoughts on his father. And he walked off the White House premises, through the gates, across to the church, and he stood in front because that's what the nation needed. That's that's a healing that our country needed. He's, of course, speaking of when Mr. Trump held up the Bible. Upside down. You know it was healing because he, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because of all the protesters he gassed right before that. I have to tell you, the <laughs> thing that I love about Eric is, like, he's... Like, it feels like Junior got high on Daddy's Supply, <laughs> but, like, Eric is really high. Like, Eric is, like, my father. Like, he's got Meghan McCain syndrome. He does, Oh, yeah. I never thought of you that. You know, my father, my father, my father. You know, it's like, you guys, and they're just people. I mean, and they're really, they're not such great people. I'm going to give you <laughs> give you a hot take here. First of all, I, I think Junior gets high on a lot of things. But, you know, with Eric, it's, I mean, it really is. Like, it's its such a facile thing to say, but he needs the approval so badly that, that he clearly has not gotten his whole life. And he just thinks one more Fox News hit, daddy will see it. He just tries so hard. And, like, if it were possible to feel bad for any of them, I would feel bad for Eric. It's not possible. I just want to make that clear. It's not possible, but if I were— yeah. It would, it, yeah. it would be him because he clearly is just, I, I mean, he is Fredo. Like, it really <laughs> is just, it's sad. I think of the one time I felt bad for him was, uh, remember when everybody was accusing him of stealing the soda in and out when it was so obvious he just didn't know better? <laughs> that was the one time I could defend him. That's like literally the story of his life, though, yeah. I think. That's it. On his, on his tombstone, it's just going to say he didn't know better. All three of us could agree that like apologizing for Ben's bad behavior is bad, but in this instance, you're kind of like, oh, oh poor thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have another stop on our tour of dumb. The dumbest member of Fox and Friends, Brian, can we, a Andy, would you agree with that assessment as the expert? No. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm, really? I'm two weeks in a row, I'm fucking failing on Fox News analysis. I might actually say he's the smartest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a rough ride today. Jesus. <laughs> Who's the dumbest? Yeah, I don't even want to know. I, mean, I, you know. I don't like talking about things like that and saying nasty stuff about Ainsley Earhart, <laughs> so I'm not going to. <laughs> well, uh, he was really into the privacy of judges when it was Justice Keg stand having people protest at his house, but something made him have a change of heart recently, and but what? I can't imagine what it could be. Let's listen. <laughs> Facebook. Look at that. 
He is there drinking whiskey with an entire pack of Oreos. Imagine what his aorta looks like. The FBI agents who raided Mar-a-Lago bragged about having, quote, full access to everything in the building thanks to that guy. So I should clarify what he's saying here is that they're looking at Facebook pictures of the judge that sealed the warrant for Mr. Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago. That approved the warrant. I'm sorry, yes, that approved the warrant. Right. He loves junk food as opposed to Trump, <laughs> who is the picture of health and organ fitness. I mean, okay, I don't fucking care. I mean, honestly, he loves alcohol. I'm sober, so... I can't enjoy that, but I appreciate the fuck out of someone who drinks a lot. And then also he loves uh, junk food. I mean, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I'm very confused by this. That actually sounds like a normal breakfast, and I'm not not really <laughs> clear what the problem is here. This is their job. Like, this is what they do. They get on the air at some ungodly early hour and they go through Facebook pictures of a judge. Judges. (laughs) And somehow that's what they get paid enormous sums of money to do. And and the people love it. The people love it. We're seeing it more and more. (laughs) What I I can't believe is like, you know, Fox obviously contradicts themselves left and right. But I felt like the one thing they were on the side of is like eating bad good. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. when I was there, you know, Michelle Obama was public enemy number one for right, wanting kids to have right. healthy lunches. And and remember Sodagate? Yeah, and you had Sodagate, and you had, I, I mean, look, as Jesse, as you said earlier, I mean, you know, the big man, <laughs> Daddy Trump, not exactly known for his low cholesterol. Healthy eating habits, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, but that's, that's our Fox. Well, we do have one more Fox News person to head to a little clip from it one lindsey halligan who you of course know as a former trump lawyer she has some thoughts on uh the trump's raid of his mar-a-lago home uh here well if we're thinking about the future i'd like to just say that the biden administration has united americans against its administration and it has this this incident has ironically created bipartisanship on this issue because no American, whether Democrat or Republican, wants an overreaching Department of Justice. We even see Andrew Cuomo and Andrew Yang speaking out about this. Uh, the silence of the Biden administration and the FBI is deafening. Americans are listening and watching. Wow, even Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> I have a theory that Andrew Cuomo is trying to get a Fox contributorship. Mm. You might not be wrong about that. Because he's definitely never going to get a contributorship on CNN no. or MS. Oh, of course not, no. And, like, Fox would be all over that. I mean, they would in a heartbeat. I mean, Andrew Cuomo is like the king of of overreach. I mean, you know, <laughs> put judges on the panel that investigated yeah, d- d- him. Double I mean, on the overreach with Andrew Cuomo. Yes. But, I mean, so, like, the only—it just doesn't make any sense otherwise. Like, he's clearly got some kind of long game going here, and I just don't think— Right. It's just as— Andrew Yang is the stupidest person alive. He's just dumb, yeah. yeah. You can just quote me on that. I mean, he is real fucking dumb. And he's been on this podcast. He's been on to twice, yeah. Yeah. But the second time I did say he's the dumbest person <laughs> alive. I, I think you guys are being, you have to remember, he's the math guy. He's just not the history or paying attention to what's going on in this fucking country guy. Yeah. Well, then he should stick to numbers. 
Strong agree, Bucks on the right. Uh, I do think it's also important to point out that I believe that Lindsay Halligan is not all that bright mm. either. Mm. Really, I'm shocked. A Trump yeah. lawyer? This doesn't add up, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you have two choices. Or I prefer Don't you? That's the sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like Rothy's, Allbirds, Brooklinen, and so much more. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every major e-commerce platform to Shopify. If you're anything like me, you're one of those don't put me in a box people. Everyone who knows me knows. I'm a don't put me in a box person. And thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, control of your brand and business is always in your hands, from your storefront look to your back office operations. I hate when checking out from an online store and then having to pull out my credit card and type in all those numbers. A Shopify store remembers my shipping address and payment information. So if I'm on the couch and my wallet is on the kitchen counter... I don't even have to get up. Stop leaving sales on the table. Switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash abnormal, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash abnormal, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash abnormal. Dana Milbank is a columnist at the Washington Post and the author of The Destructionists, the 25-year crack-up of the Republican Party. Welcome back to the new abnormal, Dana Milbank. It is a pleasure to be with you and the new abnormal and uh, uh, bring you a little of the old abnormal. That's right. So the book is The Destructionists. The 25-year crack-up of the Republican Party. You got Newt and Karl Rove and Sarah Palin. I mean, like, basically, it's always going to be 1994, right? (laughs) 
Yes, Newt created the world that we are living in today. When he came out and said uh, the Republican Party's biggest problem is that it's not nasty enough. Uh, and he said, we got to start talking about Democrats as traitors, as abusing their powers, as liars uh, and cheaters. That was his great innovation in 1994. And now, I mean, that sounds totally normal. That's, that, that's yeah. what we do in, on, in any given news cycle. It's hard to overstate the extent to which that was revolutionary then. Uh, a, tra- a transformation from, you know, the more genteel politics when Bob Michael was running uh, the House Republican Caucus, getting uh, Ronald Reagan's agenda through the House. People actually spoke to each other as human beings and uh, made compromises and got things done. And it, it changed dramatically and inalterably at that moment. Sarah Palin is back. Did she ever really leave? I mean, she's going to win that congressional seat, right? Yeah, I think so. But you'll find that, you know, now Sarah Palin will just have to take a number alongside, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and, right. and, and Lauren Boebert. Yes, she, uh, it looks like she is on her way to the United States uh, Congress. It really cheapens the whole thing. True or not true, Sarah Palin walked so... Marjorie Taylor Greene could run. Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. And, uh, you know, you you mentioned that Palin is back or never really left. And Gingrich is another of those characters. You know, he weaves his way through the story. You know, of course, he had this presidential run in 2012, I think it was. But who is advising Kevin McCarthy and the House Republicans right now? Newt Gingrich. He's right back there and he's on the board of this, you know, pro-Trump America first group. So, yes, each one stands on the shoulders of the one before, although it, it seems to be sort of the opposite. We keep descending further and further uh, into the muck. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert I, or Donald Trump without having Sarah Palin. And I don't think you had uh, Sarah Palin without having Carl Rove and Dick Cheney before that. And I don't think you have them without having Newt and Tom DeLay. So it, it's like one of those uh, Russian nesting dolls. I actually wrote something for my newsletter about how Liz Cheney is the product of someone who created this environment. Uh, indeed, I have uh, written similarly on this for for the for the weekend. But you, uh, so you you scooped me. But it's painful to watch. I I call it a Greek tragedy. Yeah. We'll call Dick Cheney the tragic hero for this moment. It, it a statesman of of great promise. The hubris is to think that uh, he can change the rules. He can lie us into war. He can uh, challenge the other side's uh, patriotism and weaponize patriotism. This all metastasizes in all kinds of ugly. Ways, and it comes back and destroys his daughter. And now he comes back out of retirement to try to save his daughter, but it's too late. And does he realize that he created this? But of course, uh, you know, his lies about the Iraq war and the, uh, the weapons of mass destruction and, you know, tying Saddam Hussein to 9-11, and also the politicization of 9-11, that Max Cleland and the, the swift voting oh, yeah. from back then, that, it, there's a straight line between that and exactly what Liz Cheney is decrying right now in Donald Trump, you know, uh, preying upon the patriotism of his followers and saying a free society can't uh, survive without the truth. Absolutely right. And she is now being undone by the very politics that her dad unleashed. You talk about Vince Faust. <laughs> it just in this first chapter about the this sort of the, some of these scandals that kind of became tropes. 
Will you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it seems so quaint now in the era of the big lie to talk about Vince Foster. So just sort of a brief recap of that. Yes, for the people who are not as, yes. Friend of the Clintons, deputy White House counsel, gets depressed. He's being attacked all the time by the Wall Street Journal editorial page. Uh, He says he's not cut out for this. He reaches out to get names of psychiatrists, gets a prescription for an antidepressant, stops eating, writes a suicide note and then goes off to Fort Marcy in in Virginia and kills himself. And it's a tragedy, but it did not uh, stay at that. And Republicans uh, decided that uh, this had been a murder and possibly Hillary Clinton was uh, in fact the the trigger woman, or at least that she had, she was uh, responsible for it in some way that the beginning of, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton's life as as a serial killer, because apparently she's amassed, uh, you know, a body count of some 50 people. Um, but so, look, there have always been those kinds of conspiracy theories. I mean, think of the, the JFK assassination. But what happened here is you had people in positions of authority giving credence to it. You know, they had four different investigations and still Newt Gingrich said, I'm just not convinced right. that he killed himself. And you had the chairman of the committee in charge of oversight in the House shooting a melon in his backyard to prove that Vince Foster was murdered uh, and that it couldn't have been suicide. So so, you know, I, I say it's sort of quaint. I mean, it wasn't, it was obviously very painful for his family, but it was sort of a prototype because they managed to convince, I, I think only 35% of the country, when all of this was said and done, believed that Vince Foster had in fact killed himself. So the idea is if you keep repeating a lie over and over again, the, a huge proportion of the public is going to believe it. And I think that became a prototype that was used for the Iraq war. It was used to sell the death panels during uh, the Obamacare debate. Uh, and it was used very successfully in 2016 by Donald Trump and then ultimately uh, leading up to the big lie. And if you've been conditioned for so long to live in this parallel universe of alternative facts, it's not that big a step. No, it's not. It's exactly what they were working towards. And Newt Gingrich is, I think, I mean, I haven't asked him, but he's obviously quite He's quite pleased with how this has gone. I would think he is. I mean, you know, we are all living in Newt Gingrich's world. It was the language and the idea that your opponent is the enemy was an important part of that, but also the more aggressively uh, uh, racist tone. I mean, it has, you know, antecedents in in the 1960s and in, uh, in Richard Nixon's Southern strategy, but it became much more conscious during that period of time and sort of playing footsie with the uh, the militia movement, you know, the violent uh, right-wing extremists. Unfortunately, what we're seeing right now is very much a replay of the run-up to the Oklahoma City bombing, when you have uh, people who know better, elected Republicans now saying, they're coming to get you, they're after you, nobody is safe. They're talking about an attack on you. This is war. And of course, you know, Fox News is doing that and worse. What do they think is going to happen when they rile people up in such a way? Yeah, I think we know what's going to happen. It's such a weird time in American life because I'm talking to you and I'm thinking about the idea that I've often criticized Democrats for their messaging. But this is not messaging. This is like 
a kind of rot. This is not messaging. This is like a sort of giving up on all values. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I and I agree with you. We could certainly say the Democrats are awful at messaging. They can never seem to get unified. You know, it's it's hurting cats. All of that is true, but I think even uh, you know a perfectly unified, coherent political party wouldn't be able to deal with this because right. what you have is one of the two major political parties in our system has stopped good faith participation in the democratic process. Right. We've seen this in the bringing in of the uh, the white nationalists, the uh, increasingly violent and uh, authoritarian talk coupled with the actual actions in the state legislatures to sow doubts about elections and actually seize control away from the voters so that the the, the, the vote can now actually be overturned. We're seeing it also in the, the dysfunction that, you know, began with the, the shutdown of, of the Newt Gingrich era, uh, basically you know, saying we are going to bring government to a halt. It's gone from limited government, small government to anti-government, that government is the enemy and we just need to shut it down. That really began in 1995. Even though you're very young, as am I, and as Jesse, very, very, yes. we're all very young. We're almost barely out of our 20s. That's right. Very young here. I just had a birthday, 24. Again, but you have written for a while and you've seen a lot of permutations of this Republican Party. I mean, is this the worst it's been? It is the worst it's been. I don't think it's the worst that it will be. You see these iterations over and over again. But, you know, we tend to think that the the horrors of uh, the Trump era are unique. But, you know, like, let's take that, you know, we've been talking about violence. But, you know, Gordon Liddy of Watergate fame, he was on the radio in 1994 talking about the ATF saying, go for a headshot and kill the sons of bitches. You know, you had uh, Palin with her don't retreat, reload, and her, you know, infamous map, Sharon Angle, I think it was, talking about Second Amendment remedies to uh, our political uh, problems. You know, the whole Clive and Bundy episode, and then again with his his offspring in, in, in Oregon. I think each iteration gets worse than the previous, but it you, you can see that the you know the, the predicates are there. I mean, there is very little that Donald Trump said about you know dead people voting and you know votes being bought and ballot boxes stuffed that John Ashcroft didn't say in 2001 when they were falsely claiming uh, fraud. We've talked about you know the, the beginning of the conspiracy uh, theories, the the dehumanizing rhetoric, the dysfunction. It just seems to happen over and over again in cycles. It's no coincidence that we're looking at this precarious moment with all this violent rhetoric in the midterms of the first term of a Democratic president. The last time that we had such an episode was the midterms of the first term of the Obama presidency. And before that, it was the midterms of the first term of the Clinton presidency. So everything new is old. It's just happening in a worse and worse way. Let's talk about something happy. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Tell me something happy at the end of the book. No, okay. <laughs> yes, there's there's not a lot of happiness. I mean, but we can think just like the Vince Foster thing sounded quaint, you know, we can think back. Yes, there were attempts to intimidate, you know, the counting of votes, you know, before January 6th, but it was known as the, the Brooks Brothers riot after right, the, the in, during the 2000 it. recount. Well, that was kind of serious. They shut down the, the, the counting in Miami-Dade, but of course, it was also a little silly because it was a bunch of young Republicans brought in by Karl Rove uh, in, you know, in blue blazers and ties. To the extent that there's optimism, I would say that we will get through this because, yeah. you know, the whole demographic 
change, the emergence of a multicultural white minority country, that's what set this backlash in motion. Yeah. You know, not in 94, back in the in the 1960s. That's going to happen. It's going to be a white minority country. It will be resolved and this, this backlash will subside. The problem is what, what do we have left by the time we get there? So in the long term, I think there's plenty of reason to be optimistic. And in the short term, we've got to buckle in and keep fighting this to preserve whatever we can. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dana. Well, it's an honor and a pleasure, and I'm sorry for bringing you down. No, it's good. We love to be brought down. And, we, and, and you know, you're just amazing. On that note, we'll wrap this episode of The New Abnormal from The Daily Beast. In future episodes, we'll be talking to smart folks from The Daily Beast and beyond from media, culture, politics, and science who will help us understand what's happening to our country and the world. We hope you'll subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and share the show on social media. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.